Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Two Guys. And a movie. And I'm Rick, and that is Ben over there. And this week, we watched The Jungle, which is actually our very first request that we got. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and if you guys want to watch that with us, it is on Amazon Prime. You're more than welcome to go watch it and then listen. Yes, it's very good. Uh, very good way to start off our listener recommendations. Perfect. Now, I just want you guys to sit back, relax, and whether this podcast finds you in the office, in the car, on your drive to work, or heck, maybe you're doing outside outdoor chores. Either way, enjoy. if you want to make this a trend but i think it'd be cool to start this episode off with just some like uh movie news you know yeah so i i got some some stuff i know i know the very first thing i'm going to talk about you'll be interested in um i feel like we need an intro for this segment like we'll get there we'll we'll get there it's it's like that's like a down the road thing (laughs) What if I just start scatting every time we go to the movie news? Here's Ben. Like we have like uh, like the roots, just jazz music playing in the background. <laughs> just jazz music. Well, you know how like all all like news like, like talk whenever shows they go into the anchors, too. all news stations they go they go to and they got the trumpets and they go. It's like it's like such weird jazzy music. I I mean, so. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm sorry. sorry if that threw um, you off. So yeah. Uh, go ahead. Start your okay, movie so news segment. First thing. <laughs> Here's Ben with movie news. <laughs> that sounded like uh, film theory for a second there. All right. So first bit of news, something that I know you will be interested in, and I'm honestly curious if you've heard about it because the news is about uh, two weeks old now. I think. Uh, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell team up with a new lot with New Line Cinema to release Evil Dead Rise on HBO Max. Yes, I saw something about that. Um, I've been trying to get more details about it too. There's not a lot of details out there. There really isn't. I don't even know if Bruce Campbell's coming back as Ash or if they're just doing producers. And the the other thing that makes me wondering, um, is this just a kind of like more of a, a a sequel to the remake from I think it was 2013 which I enjoyed it I had a good time it wasn't as campy it was a lot more horror based but I thought it was very I thought it was a very well done remake and it took the original premise and didn't make the same movie it made this it made the same movie but it made it like it, it was kind of a little bit more of like what if they actually had a budget and so I, I think it worked. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I saw that in theaters. Um, I know people that didn't like it, but there was supposed to be... I know originally it was supposed to be an actual movie trilogy with that series going forward. And then it was supposed to tie in with the original trilogy. So I'm wondering if they're going to try to like pull that back together now that Ash versus Evil Dead's over. Yeah, I don't. I I I'm anticipating that they're not going to go the same route that they did with the like originals, like whereas Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead Two, and then uh, what, Army of Darkness, right? Um, I I'm I'm yeah. hoping that that this is kind of like a fresh, brand new movie in that universe, you know, with like a brand new plot and like some different different stuff thrown in there. Yeah, and again, it, as as of right now, like while we're re, while we are recording this, I saw that, and I didn't find a lot of details about. It. Let me let me see if I can find anything else about it. Yeah, right I don't now. I don't see much either. But maybe that's a good um, thing, right? Um, you know, keeping it kind of tight lipped. Um, I found I just found out about a website that I feel like is going to be a new favorite of mine. 
Uh, it's called the Daily Dead. com, and it's all like all okay. horror film stuff. That's where I'm. Yeah, like all the news is just two. It's it's from two days ago, where it's like new movie is set to film. And I I think on my personal Facebook page I I shared it and I read the article and I was like. There's no confirmation whether or not Bruce Campbell's in it, whether it's he's just producing it or what. But he, he, I mean, he said multiple times he's done with the the character of Ashley, um, and he said that before Army of Army, not Army of Darkness, before Ash versus Evil Dead. He said that before that, and then uh, he does Ash versus Evil Dead, brings Ashley back. I mean, it's his most iconic role out there. And people love it, including me. So I don't think he's actually done. He might be, he might have just been done for the time because it's just, it, I, I, I can understand how playing the same character over and over and over and over again can get a little tedious and boring. Kind of like how our, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and all of them were like, we, we don't want to keep doing this for the rest of our lives. We're very appreciative for having Iron Man and Captain America when we got them and what they did for our careers, but we, we want to move on and we want to do new things. And I feel like that's kind of like where he's always at. He does like an evil dead thing. And then he comes back and he goes, I'm, I'm done doing Ashley. And then he comes back and plays Ash, Ash again, because I think it's, he likes it. He likes that genre. He likes the horror genre. And he, he likes working with Sam Raimi, who's his best friend. And he just, likes the character which he actually helped develop so i it wouldn't surprise me if he comes back in some aspect as ash even though he keeps saying he's done i know they all say that right but then they take a break like i I wonder i wonder if you know if they didn't they didn't like if they didn't drive supernatural into the ground like they did if uh if jared padalecki and jansen ackles wouldn't be opposed to like making more uh spin-off content but because they did run it for so long i i know i just know that they're like they're done they don't want to touch it ever again you they're know worn they're, out. Like, they're done with those characters you know we've done we, we we did our our deed with the show and and we're just we're done with it so yeah, I mean, what that show's been on for like 15, 16 years at this. So point. yeah, it was it was so yeah, it it literally just ended last year. Fifteen years. It went like several seasons over what they initially had even planned to do. Um, yeah, I so it, Supernatural's a show that like when it's on TV, I've watched a few episodes and I was like, this is pretty good. And then I find out how much of it there is, and I'm just like, I don't have the I it, I don't it, have the time <laughs> to commit. Yeah, it's like kind of one of those shows that you have to like come keep coming back to every now and then just to like watch a few episodes and then you know take a break and then you know it's one of those shows you can do that and every so often especially like earlier on before they started getting deep into the story arc you could even uh you could even kind of like pick out episodes to watch as well and not feel like lost you know okay um but yeah um Um, something else in movie news real quick sure Um, go ahead Unless do do you have any more thoughts on that? But like I kind of saw something that piqued my interest this week. Uh, I have one more thing to say. Go for it. About interrupt. about the Evil Dead uh, Rise is uh, it supposedly stars Lily Sullivan, who is in the movie we are talking about today, Jungle. Was she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she huh. was. Uh, she was. She was the girl that he, that the main character, meets at the, uh, like, the backpacker compound. Oh, okay. Very, very brief appearance, but, yeah, same yes. same, okay. same uh, actress. Interesting. All right, well, now in more movie news here, did you know that they're making a Border- Borderlands live-action movie? Yes, and I, uh, I'm And they released, I'm uh, they just released the silhouettes of... Uh, of a bunch of characters i'm worried because i am too but here's here's my thing i think borderlands can work as a film it's there it's got the humor that everyone's looking for now it's self-aware the game itself is very self-aware which means the movie can be self-aware and 
actually all the characters are very they have a lot of depth to them too and they're very well written so as long as they don't mess with the characters or anything like that you you can play around with the story a little bit i i, I mean the story of borderlands is just vault hunters go to pandora looking for a vault that's the story and then it's always something that that pops up and i i mean the most famous case of it is hyperion with with handsome jack is the most famous uh villain that is out there but it's always just a different villain that's trying to find the 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 vault to gain more power and the vault hunters are there to stop it i mean it's a very simple story and very simple premise it's everything that happens in between so i think it gives them a lot of a lot of flexibility with what they actually do as long as they stay true to the characters and i know i mean i don't know but i'm hoping they do and if they do i mean i'm sure i'll i'll enjoy it um but borderlands is one of those things where it's like uh i'm sure i'm sure a lot of the resident evil um you know video game fans were very trepidatious about the film uh franchise just like i am a this is kind of this is like my resident evil where it's like it's something that i find very entertaining and, and stands on its own two feet and a game franchise that i i fell in love with since the very first one so i'm i'm just hoping that my fear is not founded in that this will be a very very good uh summer blockbuster film I, I think the biggest difference between Borderlands and Resident Evil is Resident Evil's a horror game and should be a horror movie, but it's an action movie. And, and Borderlands is an action game. It's it's a it's a first person shooter. And it's a it's a role it's a first person shooter rpg and an rpg for anyone that doesn't know means role-playing game which means you get to make your own decisions throughout the game at certain times and they kind of like affect what happens with your character and everything so with that it's an it's an action game it's an action-oriented game they can keep the action in there i don't think action's the issue i don't know what resident evil was trying to do because the actual tr changing a horror movie, a horror game franchise into action movies, it, it irritated a lot of fans. Is now if they take Borderlands and make it into a horror game, or I mean, if they take Borderlands and make it into a horror movie, I think we got an issue. But if they leave it as the action movie with the characters and the humor and everything like that still in there, I think it works fine. It should, right? You logically you look at Borderlands franchise and you're like there's no reason why this wouldn't work as a film and why it can't work. Yeah. But we'll see. So not to not to be all negative about Borderlands, but and I I know I know directors have done this before. They've they've directors have kind of dug themselves into a hole and they and they tried to break out of it and been very successful. But I think it's very funny that we just so happened to talk about, you know, Resident Evil and all that. And I was looking up who is directing the Borderlands film. And it actually is a very well-known horror director and producer, oh, Eli Roth. Yes, I forgot about that. So yeah. this will be interesting to say the least. Well, he's also good friends with Tarantino, so hopefully he brings that Tarantino is on for uh for Oh man consultation. Bro, if Tarantino comes on the set, I'm all in. I am all in. So but that's all I gotta say about that. Um I'm gonna hold out until I see a trailer. Mm, um, same. Yeah. So uh in other things, uh today, yeah, it it was my first day off from from my new job. And it was busy. I went to go... I went to my sister and brother-in-law's place, and I met my nephew for the first time today. Awesome. He's a week old today. Woohoo! Ooh, wow. Yeah. 
So he's a little, little tiny guy. You got to hold him and everything. He's adorable. And he doesn't look like one of those... Like he, For a newborn, he really doesn't look too alien-ish. I know ah, a lot of good. newborns look like aliens, but he doesn't. He's just... He's a little red. <laughs> a little red and a little pink. That's about it. Yeah, that's so, good, because um, I know, like, especially, like, like week old, like, like really, really young children, like, between, like, a week and, like, a couple months, mm-hmm. that's, like, the, that's, like, the best time to hold them, because oh, yeah. they, no. they weigh nothing, like, all it, he did was, yeah, perfect. and all he did was sleep, he oh, slept, yeah. and then he made some faces, and he looked like he was gonna cry, and I was, like, Lisa, I think I broke him, <laughs> and then he didn't cry, I'm, like, nope, never mind, I'm doing a good job, oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, and then, uh, and then I helped them trim their hedges. So, but it was really hot out. Oh, so I bet. we got about three quarters of the way done, and I'm like, need a break. And then the pizza came. We eat the pizza, and then I was nice. like, I gotta go home. <laughs> so I bounced. Sounds like a pretty good day. Yeah, not bad. Uh, uh we got time for one more, a little bit of movie news. That's all I got. Um, don't know how I feel about this, um, but this headline came out two days ago. (laughs) You said but. Yeah, I said but. I'm going to say it a lot more, I'm sure, during this episode. Um, Rob Zombie to direct... That was a bad joke. I keep interrupting you, too. It's all right. Dude, I am all about juvenile humor. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) uh, Rob Zombie to direct the Munsters movie based on 60s sitcom, which growing up, that was one of my favorite uh, black and white shows, uh, period. I don't know how I feel about that. I think he's going to do – I think he's going to do a good job. I think he can do a good job. I think he can do a good job. I, I, I feel about think that. I think it would be very cool to see a Munsters movie. That's obviously like it, it's going to be a comedy, right? Like it has to be a comedy. It's all it ever was. It needs to be a comedy. But it, it's going to be a comedy, and I hope it has like some jump scare, creepy, like Rob Zombie style like stuff. That's what scares me about it. Is like, like imagine the Munsters <laughs> as a comedy, but with like a little pinch of horror, like like Tim Burton esque like pinches yeah. of horror in there i think the monster i think the monsters actually came out before the adams family did i believe so too let's double I think let's, they were uh, the ori- i think they came out before adams family so i know they're very carbon copy-ish of, from each other just one's a little bit more light-hearted and the adams family are a little darker funny story <laughs> about that Okay. Uh, supposedly, the Adams Family, like the original like uh, TV series, and the Monsters original series, aired between 1964 and 66, the same exact time they were on television. Yeah, they they were. It was like that situation where like you have the two Hercules movies come out at the in the same year. Mm, yeah. It's it's. It's somebody's like, oh, did you hear about the? They're doing this the sitcom with uh, with family of like weird monsterish people. Okay, we can do that. And they just came up with two similar shows, but with different aesthetics and in tones. I think yeah, I think the biggest difference for like from what I remember is like the monsters was like more like lighthearted, kind of funny, haha. And the Adams family um, was definitely geared towards like older kids and like it's, young adults. It's it's like, darker, more goth, more yeah. goth, goth. It's more goth. It's more goth, and it's uh, it's less tongue in cheeky. Mm. They really play mm-hmm. into the dark humor of it. Yes, they do. Well, with that, Ben, why don't we go ahead and jump into our main source of conversation, the jungle. Let's do it. I'm excited. I am so excited to talk about this movie. I am, too. Um, Going into it, did not realize that this is based on a true story. Me either. 
And I was, I was, I was like, okay, based on a true story, let's see where this goes. And boy, so, did it go places. Because <laughs> yeah, as soon as they said, like, I knew it was, you know, I vaguely knew it was like a survival, like, jungle movie. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, I know how this is going to go, right? How yeah. every survival jungle movie goes. Mm-hmm. Then I heard it was about based on a true story, and I thought, well, we're going to see some pretty crazy stuff, aren't we? <laughs> and I was not disappointed. Yeah, it was... Sometimes the, the based on a true story movies, um, it can be a little, a little bit hit and miss for me because sometimes I feel that it's, I'm a big story based kind of person in my movies. I like story based. I like it more than a character based movie. I want, I want a beginning. I want a middle and an end. And a lot of times when I see based on a true story, a lot of times I don't get my beginning and middle and end. I just get we're following this person through their life and through this journey. And it's like, but the journey is very minimal with conflict. And there's not like there there's an overarching story, but there's not like a centrally a central focused thing other than this person. So I guess that a lot of times is my issues with like these uh, based on true story things. But this is not that at all. This isn't, this is a, you got these three adventurers, they're there and they meet this guy who tells them that they can go and see this forgotten, this lost village in Bolivia. And this lost tribe. And they start going and it's it's insane. I mean they they end up they end up separating. They just so much happened. I can't and I believe that most of this is true. Because just kind of like watching it being like, oh that could happen. That could happen. Oh that could actually happen. This is kind of terrifying. And it's like going through it, I I'm I'm gripped. I'm at the edge of my seat i felt it had a i felt it had a long intro before it really started getting going though hmm. i agree with that it took them uh, a long time to get to the point where they split up and i feel like that's really when they split up and just before they split up i think it's really once they build their raft and get on the water I think that's where the movie really starts picking up for me. And it takes a little bit to get there. But I'm going to say, boy, was it worth the wait. So I, I'm gonna, I'm going to agree with you on the concept that usually based on a true story, it's often problematic because what filmmakers like to do is they like to take a true story and anytime they come across uh, like a plot detail uh, that may not be as like you know film worthy or entertaining or you know grabs the audience's attention, they'll take some creative liberties with the story and, and in effect kind of make the story more generic, which is a big problem. When all the all of the well, not honestly all, but like yeah, many yeah, of like the they, they insert Hollywood tropes throughout it to kind of like push the story in the direction they want it to be well not only that but the, they often end up following this basic like a to b to c plot yeah. line right mm-hmm. so what was awesome about this movie was not only that it was based off of a book um but even better than that the person that is about it was very much alive at the time and they had him be on set <clears throat> for the filming and talk to the producers and the director and, and the uh, people who adapted screenwriters, you know. He was on the set for the whole filming, and he really kept everything very structured. And the best part of it to me was that his story was so engrossing and intense that they did not need to take any liberties with it. And like you said, I actually looked it up. Um, I, I'm going to go on a limb here, but based off of what I researched, I haven't read the book, but what I saw online... Uh, at least 90% of this film is 100% accurate 
to exactly what happened. They even, even down to the fact that when they when they killed that monkey, and they were cooking it on the fire, that Marcus refused to eat any of it. Even that tiny little detail they kept in there. Marcus wasn't Marcus their tour guide, or was that Carl? <clears throat> so Carl was the guy that they found that was telling them about this village. Marcus was the adventurer, and the other guy I forget his name. Uh, Kevin Kevin was the photographer. Yeah, Kevin was the photographer. <sighs> Marcus was the tall, skinny guy. No, 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 that was Kevin. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, that was Carl. Carl was the adventurer, like, Indiana Jones type guy. Hang on, hang on. I have this all written down. <laughs> hang on, give me a second. I'm looking at this uh, Oh, yeah, you are right. You know, his picture doesn't look that way. I know. I the the characters definitely it, they look flipped, but yeah, okay. So so Marcus So yeah, Marcus didn't eat the monkey. No. Yeah, like and, um so if you if you'd like I can go over some of the details that I like uh cross referenced with uh Yossi Ginsburg's oh, actual do. story. Yes, please. <clears throat> so that was a big thing for me is like I was like, Okay, what are they gonna put in here that's not real, that totally didn't happen? I, I, I was hard to find one, man. Like everything from seeing the woman in the woods and like sleeping with her every night and taking care of her, um, the raft crashing against the the rocks and them getting separated, uh, him waking up and finding that little leather uh, religious text, and like finding hope through that. Um, even down to the like earlier on when he's when Yossi is telling his backstory of how he like worked random jobs in new york and alaska to save up money to go on this adventure mm-hmm. all those little details are just and it, it just makes me so happy that they kept all those little details in the movie uh just to really keep it grounded you know mm-hmm. and as and i would say as like a tribute uh to everything that he went through uh during those three weeks that he was lost in the jungle Absolutely. Like, it just... The fact that this guy actually went through all this and survived blows me away. Should have bought a lottery ticket. <laughs> he should have. <laughs> luckiest um, but... man, really. Really luckiest man I could think of because that he really should not have survived. There was nothing no. at all that happened that w- that should have let him survive. No, it's it's... It's the will of man, but I mean, I I guess my biggest, I I guess it's not an issue, but it's it's me questioning their decisions, and uh, and the one that I really question is, he meets this guy just randomly, because he's fo- he's being followed, and he goes, "Are you American?" <laughs> and he he's not he's Israeli, yeah. Speaking of which, quick side note: what the heck was Daniel Radcliffe doing with his accent? Hey, I he was I thought he all did okay over job. the place. I thought he did an okay job. I mean, he was all you o- forget, especially he's in a the Brit. beginning. He was all over the place. The voiceover <laughs> comes over, the voiceover that he was doing comes on. I was like, okay, okay, he's got, he's got like an Israeli or a Middle Eastern accent. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm catching up on it then. And then I hear him talk, and he's going in between like like his Israeli and an American accent, and I can't just, and like, so, so I had to like try to wrap my head around where he's from. I actually had to Google it. Hmm. I had to Google it because Same. the accent was confusing me. It got better. Once things started to happen a little bit more, but it, if you watch it again, I'm not trying to ruin the movie for you, but if you watch it again, listen to that accent. It's it's ever-changing for the first half of the movie. And then the second half, he falls into a rhythm and he's got it. But he sli- he keeps slipping in between like an Irish... It, it sounds a little bit like an Irish and then an American and then and then mixed with Israeli. It's funny that you say that you say that in the first half that he was kind of like having difficulty, but in the second half, 
he had it a little more solid because um, and we'll, we'll get into Daniel Radcliffe in a bit um, mm-hmm. but they I believe they filmed this chronologically so uh, because Daniel Radcliffe uh, gave lost a lot of gave, weight. gave his best Christian Bale impersonation I would say mm-hmm. uh, for this role by I, so his diet while on set was one chicken breast and one protein bar every day supplemented by copious amounts of coffee and cigarettes to lose <laughs> weight. I don't think he lost as much weight as Yossi did because Yossi lost, what, two stone no. or something like that? No, I well, don't think he well, lost as much weight as he did, but he did lose some serious weight. He, he lost a lot of weight, but, I mean... So, so here's the thing between what he did and what Christian Bale did. What he did, I'm not going to call it healthy. It's not healthy. But what he did, it was controlled and it was being overseen from what I'm understanding, from what you're saying. Christian Bale was unhealthy. And that should never be done. You should never put your health at risk for anything. I don't care if it's a movie. I don't care. I I don't care what it is. I don't care how much you're getting paid. You shouldn't put your health at risk. That's not okay. And if they ask you to do it, that's also not okay. So I guess that that's a big difference between what Christian Bale did for uh, for it was the machinist, I think. Yeah. Um, versus what Daniel Radcliffe did here, which was a little bit more controlled. Because my understanding of what Christian Bale did was just like he's just like I'm gonna stop eating for about a week. Isn't that what uh, Joaquin Phoenix did for the Joker as well? He just didn't really eat anything. But I don't 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 get me on Joaquin. But on but, the but Joker. Daniel but Daniel Radcliffe, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, you know, eating one chicken breast and one protein bar. Now he's already a skinny guy, right? So yes, it may have been a little bit easier and and not as extreme for him to reduce himself like that. As opposed to someone like Christian Bale, or who's like a pretty normal sized human being, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still, yeah. that's still pretty extreme. It is. It is extreme. But I'm just happy that somebody was like supervising it, being like, "This is what you're eating." No, of and course, like, and like making think... sure that he's not gonna like do permanent damage or anything. No, I, I agree. I think uh, I think in the past twenty years, I think method acting. Um, has really kind of gotten out of hand in that the producers and, you know, uh, filmmakers don't really care about the well-being of their actors as much as they should. But you're right. From what I heard, the, the, the set for this film was very professional. You know, every, every correct precaution was taken. You know, they did everything right. So kudos to them for that. That's awesome. And again, Daniel Radcliffe, bringing in a killer performance that is not just he's not just a harry potter trick pony he he's a damn good actor and i i mean i i've known that he's a damn good actor but i mean every every time i see a movie he always impresses me but he think the problem is i now i have not seen every single movie he's ever done i haven't either but i will say i think you'd be hard pressed to find a better stretching of his acting ability than this movie was i like, think about it he's he he's not only pretending to be like not pretending but like half pretending you know acting but also like kind of living it as well like someone who's like trying to survive like yeah. when you when you bring your diet down to that level your body goes into like survival mode right yes it does so he's already he's already physically physiologically doing that to himself definitely definitely not to the extreme that yossi went through where you know his feet was literally rotting off of the bone yeah yeah the trench foot oh my god the trench foot in this movie gave me oh it made me cringe every time every time somebody would like take off their socks and it's like oh my god jesus christ i don't ever want to experience that it's just it looks like somebody took a knife and just slashed gashes yeah. in their feet. It was bad. It is really bad. Like I think the longest, uh, like the I think the hardest hike I've ever been on was like a six, was it six miles? It's like a six mile trek 
Seven? Seven mile trek. Sorry, I was getting the confirmation over here. There's like a seven mile trek through the woods and most of the path were was like rocks and uh, uphill and all this stuff. And dude, that was that was terrible. <laughs> I I do enjoy hiking, but this the the trail that we were on, uh, we got well, so like it was you know it was mapped. It, it was all the the different side trails were color coded, so it was like no big deal. But like it was a tough trail. We were we were halfway through it and we're like, oh god, I just cannot wait for this to be over. It was like one of those, you know, where you just like you you push through and then you stop for a little bit, like okay, I need to sit down. And you push through a little bit more. And you're like then then you're like you see somebody and you're like, hey, hey, how how much longer is it to to the end? And like, oh, it's another mile. You're like, oh, a mile, you know. So definitely, if I do the if I do that trail again, I'm probably gonna go to the halfway point and just walk back. I'm not walking all the way around. Not even the halfway point, like the third third of the way there and then walk back because it's just, it's tough. It is a full body workout. Now imagine our bad experiences and these people don't have a trail. Daniel Radcliffe didn't have a trail. None of them did. They were just following this guy, Marcus, who they, who approached Carl. Why do I keep thinking he's Marcus? They're just following Carl. They're just following Carl. And who who literally just meets up with, uh, with uh, what's his name? Yinsen. Right? Yossi. Why do I? I'm terrible at names. So who literally approaches Yossi and is like, hey, I've got these secret people that you can go visit. And then he convinces his friends to go with him. And come to find out, they go through this whole thing. And I even had a feeling of this. Like, I was I was skeptical at the beginning. But, like, come to find out, at the very end, these people don't even exist. The, the guy lied to them. And apparently he's done this multiple times to many different people. Now, I will say one thing, not to defend Carl or anything. Because uh, supposedly he was bad enough to be, like on interpol's like watch list yes um but i will say he was a darn pretty good like navigator as far as like you know understanding that as long as you follow the river you're gonna end up you know somewhere yep so that was that was you know it was go pretty downstream. good stream always go down yeah yeah so so that map that he was using uh, while the place that they were looking for did not exist everything else was pretty pretty spot on so uh that's but that, definitely that makes me wonder like was he just taking them out there to to abandon them and leave them or like what's he doing why is he lying to these people to take these people out there either so like my the my theories are either he just uh he liked adventuring and going like off the trail and off the beaten path and like finding stuff because he was good at it um well, that I think that kind of is understood. And I mean, but, and they did pay him as well, so it was well, probably that, a means to an end. Well, sure, but like, there's so many other ways you can make money. But it also, I guess, was a way for him to make money off the grid, right? So mm -hmm. he could be in the middle of nowhere all the time. He knew what he was doing. He knew how to survive. You know, he, you know, he was the one who kind of who many times was the one that fed them. Mm -hmm. You know, so he wasn't stupid. Um, but he definitely was a criminal. And that's he, why I'm also like, he, he wasn't trying to kill them or anything. No, yeah. Well, because he, he knows that it's better to have a group of people in an unfamiliar place than just be alone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It, it just makes me wonder. And, and it, it's upsetting that him and Marcus were never heard from again after they left. Yeah. No one knows what happened to them. That that in of itself is pretty crazy, too. Well, I, I think part of the problem there is Marcus couldn't walk. Like, his feet were destroyed. Yeah. That is, yeah, like, worse than anyone else's. And, and Kevin was right. The 
best way to move was going down the river to get to to get to somebody because it'll be quicker. He was right on that. And I think he was also right that I don't think I don't think uh he not I don't think Carl could swim. Ah, be- good and point. he also doesn't know how to read a river which Marcus clearly did. Not Marcus, Kevin clearly did. Wait, who are you? Yeah, you're right, Marcus. No, Marcus couldn't read the river. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin could. The photographer. Yeah, which kind of surprised me. Which kind of surprised me. I was like, huh, okay. He kind of knows what he's doing. Well, I mean, he he's somebody that takes, like, pictures like that. And, I mean, he's an adventurer himself. Yeah, that's true. And he was known. He was, he was pretty famous in the adventurer world mm-hmm. from when they met him. So they even said, like... He's got a name. The guy knows what he's doing. He's done this before. You know what I, f- I found was to be like the saddest part of all was the fact that um, Kevin and Marcus, they were just about to go home when yeah. they got caught up in this. You know, they were almost yeah. out of it. Yeah. You know, and they were they almost canceled in the their clear. Flights. Man. Canceled their flights. Well, all three of them can- canceled their flights. Yeah. Man. But apparently uh the actual Yossi went back there and now lives in the same area that the, all that happened. He's an interesting guy. So from what I've read, um, you know, he is he's very still in love with, you know, adventure in South America mm-hmm. and like setting up like setting up better living conditions for people down there. Yeah. But he's also supposedly very much into tech. Yes. Like, he loves technology. So that's very interesting to have, like, both sides of it, where he, he also understands, like, how you can you can add a form of technology to a um, uh, somewhat primitive culture, but not to take away from it, mm-hmm. you know, but to accentuate it and, and promote it and, and uh, make the quality of life better. So Absolutely. that was really cool to learn about him as well, that he he took away from that experience, but also he he didn't he didn't uh, become so scarred from his near death experience that he never went back, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, so Yossi would have died if it wasn't that if it wasn't for Kevin searching for him for what it was like three or four weeks. And everybody kept telling him, he's dead. He's dead. You got to let him go. And he just kept saying, he's not dead. You don't know him. I know he's alive. If it wasn't for that, he would be dead. Um, What I don't know, I don't know if you know this. How accurate was it that they went to that beach looking for him and, that, and then they start turning back and then he pops up and then they see him at the last second and come back for him? How accurate was that? So, because I haven't read the book, um, I'm not sure. Okay. The only thing I do know they got right was the time that they they did that that they did find him right at the three week mark of him mm-hmm. being lost and alone. And he should be dead at that point. Oh, the, I mean, the, the fact that he survived is incredible. Dude, let's talk about let's talk about some of the stuff that he had to go through. Not only the fact that this is what really like like this is something that I don't do well with even in mm-hmm. a movie context, but the freaking parasite he had in his head that he had to dig out. I knew it was a parasite the first time I saw it. I knew it wasn't just a bump on the head. Mm-mm. And then no. he goes, and then he goes, oh, you're moving now. It's like, oh, dude, you got to get yep. that out of there sooner. Yep. yep. Ugh, so that was, that was probably the roughest part for me, honestly. What about um, how, uh, I mean, he, he's a smart guy. I mean, when the Panther was coming for him, or no, it was the Jaguar. When was the Jaguar, Jaguar yeah. was coming for him, with uh, with his, uh, I think it might have been bug spray or something, aerosols yep. can. It was bug spray. In the lighter. In the lighter. Uh, he started doing that, and I was like, that's smart. That's very smart. That's going to scare it away. Especially if he, you singe it, boom, it's done. It's It's going to just give up on you. You know, so I thought that was smart. He he did a lot of very smart things to help himself out. 
But he also had, I mean, doing those smart things helped him out, but he was also starting to hallucinate. Mm-hmm. Which did not help him. Or it might have actually helped him keep going on because he was hallucinating that he was helping that girl. Mm-hmm. So that might have, his hallucinations might have also helped. Definitely, at, well, no, we're not going to talk about that yet, but um, definitely to kind of give him something to preoccupy his mind while he was trying to get down the river, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I want to briefly mention that that little trick that he did with the mosquito spray and the lighter. He actually has gone on record saying that he learned that from uh, reading James Bond novels. Oh, really? Yeah, that was that was uh, how he I said it he in my backyard. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it in my backyard with a bunch of friends around a bonfire. We're idiots. <laughs> Two uh, different strokes, right? Yep. <laughs> I I I think it goes without saying that Yossi probably would have a hundred percent died if he didn't know as much as he did about surviving, mm-hmm. and also and also from his time in the military mm-hmm. as well. So. Yep. But I mean. Honestly, it's just, it's an incredible story. It really is. From point A to point Z when he gets rescued. It's, it really is just an incredible story watching them go through the jungle, be the adventurers that they want to be, get separated, and then just focusing on him trying to survive the whole time. It, it, it was incredible. It was it was captivating and I will say that I think cuz I I'm running out of things to say here, but I think that this was probably the most accurate survival movie out there. Not only by that, accurate, but I mean I mean like how somebody can actually survive in the wild. I think it's probably the most accurate and probably because it's so closely based on the actual story. Not only that, but definitely I would say the most accurate, like based on true story movie. I think you, you really can't, you really can't get much closer than this one did. Absolutely. Do you have anything else to say? Because I'm pretty much uh, running out of things here. Uh, only thing I'm going to say before we kind of wrap it up, um, I am interested to find, I, I do want to look up like if, if it's, if it's true that he at like towards the very end when he was like, I, I just need one, I, I need something to block out the pain that I'm feeling on my feet so I can run a little bit further that he grabs the, the tree with the fire ants on it and he shakes it all over his body to kind of trick his brain into focusing the, the pain centers to the rest of his body instead of his I feet. I think that's true. I, I think I that, that would totally be see thing. it happening, but just I am curious to find out for sure. Yeah. I can totally see that being true. A little bit of a foreshadowing earlier on with that too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think that's what gave him the idea. Yeah. So. But yeah, I think that's 100% true. Um. Alright. Well. I'll be honest. Really enjoyed this movie. Um. Daniel Radcliffe's accent in the beginning was kind of all over the place. But I mean, he, he, he picks it up. Gets it going. I had a. I had a really good time. And the fact that this is based on a true story and it seems like a lot of it isn't just based, but is pretty accurate. It's incredible. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give this one. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm going to give this one a 
I'm flip-flopping here. Do you not? Did you not write this down? <laughs> no, I, I, I have. I might have switched my opinion. Okay. It's only by like. It's not by a lot, so I'm gonna go with the higher one. I'm gonna give it eight water rafts out of ten. Okay, that's a fair rating. I, I was between that and a seven seven. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, honestly, this is one of those rare movies that comes along that I really just could not find something negative to point out. You know that I didn't enjoy as a film, as a story, the acting, the this, the that. Really, nothing at all. Mm -hmm. uh, really, pretty, fairly close to a perfect film. Um, and it was also very powerful. You know, like it really, like it really, like the the story of him and like what he went through really kind of dug deep inside of me and like really stuck with me after I finished watching it. Mm -hmm. um, even though you know, even though it's like based off of a, a book. You know, true story book. It, it the the pacing was very good as well. Like usually, sometimes the pacing is another thing that suffers when filmmakers try to add their own like things, artistic touches to a film. Definitely did not do that. Definitely did not do that. I agree with the beginning was a little bit slow, but it was just setting you up for how crazy the rest of it was. No, absolutely, it was. So for me, uh, this was kind of an easy easy rating. Um, definitely the highest rating i think i've given a movie on this show so far uh i gave this movie a 8.75 improvised flamethrowers out of 10 oh, that's pretty good that's a good rating there so again everyone if you haven't seen this movie please go out and watch it it's on amazon prime it is worth your time. It is incredible. I need more people to see this. And now, thank you for recommending it. Yes, thank you. And now, before we wrap up, I've got a little game to play with Ben. It's, it is more trivia. And by trivia, I mean, like, let's see if Ben can guess these. All right. <laughs> this is from... An IMDb poll, okay? So this is the best All one right. I could find. It is an IMDb poll. So this has 15,365 people that have voted on this. It is best survival in the wilderness movies. Okay. There's a bunch of them on here. Let's see if you can get the top ten. Or how many can you get? Uh, and again, right. so this is voted by users. This is voted by the people, not thy critics. So how many total are there on this list again? There's 29 total on the list. Okay. All right. Um, right. Let's hmm. see if you can get the top 10 or how many you can get. All right. I, I know I'm not going to get a lot because I just – I don't think I've watched – enough of that kind of movie but i do okay. know i do know i think i know a good amount of like names you know mm -hmm. uh well i mean i'm gonna go with the gonna go with the easy one to start off with and say that that jungle was on there it has to be ding 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 it was that that's that's without a like without a doubt it has to be on there um yes it is um I, I might mess the number up on this one. Is 127 hours on there? No, it is not in the top ten. Huh. Well, well, okay. I'm not going to say this is the most accurate thing in the world because I got well, some complaints with it. Was it was it on there at all? No. Um, was is Everest on there? Huh? Ding 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 ding! Everest is in the top ten. All right, now that now it gets tough because those are the ones I've seen. <laughs> um, oh no, there's more on here that you've done. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I know there's at least two. Okay, I'm trying to think like survival. That's like the big thing. Like I don't. It's not often that I frequently watch survival films, or yeah, that I think here. about that I think about survival films. Mm -hmm. So now I'm having to think about ones that I've seen. <laughs> Is Anaconda on there? No. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm bringing back my buzzer. Oh, uh, oh, oh. No, I know. that's not I on know. there either. I know what's I know what's on there. It has to be top ten. This has to be top ten. Mm-hmm. Without a paddle. No. Are you serious? It's not. That doesn't make any sense. I'm not saying this is a good list. <laughs> I'm not like, saying it is. Like, okay, maybe it's not so much a survival movie, but it it had elements in it, I guess. I mean, it definitely um, has the elements of a survival in the wilderness movie. It does. Oh, my God, I forgot about that movie. That movie's hilarious. It love, I love that movie. That's a, that's, that movie's really it's one, funny. It's one of the few DVDs I still own. Um, Shoot, well... And you said I've seen a couple other ones that I haven't said yet. So now I'm yeah, really absolutely. digging deep. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it also looks like that IMDb put this list together and they just let people vote on it. So. Okay, so they picked the films and people just voted on where they thought. Yeah, I don't agree okay. with all the films they picked. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to go on a limb here because of how, how you're saying the, the list is kind of not well put together. Uh, I'm going to say Indiana Jones and no. the Temple of Doom. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> that would have been funny to have. I'll give there. you two more buzzers. Well, let's see if I can think of two more movies. On the um, last buzzer, I'll give you, you can ask for two hints. All right. All right. Fair. Fair. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to test this list out a little bit. All right. I'm going to see kind of the, the direction they were going. Is 28 meters down on there? I mean, there is a shark movie on here, but it's not that. Oh, it was forty-seven meters down. Okay, never mind. Well, okay. Oh, you didn't even get the no. You didn't even get the name right. Well, I mean, meters down. Fine. Uh, so you said there is a shark movie on there. Hmm. That's what I'm gonna try to. Top ten though. Dude, I'm really grasping at straws here. Uh, I'll tell (laughs) you right now, the shark movie's open water, and it's not in the top ten. It's number twenty-two. All right. So oh, I said, oh, so so. Uh, hang on, I, hang, I, you're on your last actor? buzzer here, buddy. Can I buddy? guess an actor? Can I guess an actor? Uh, you want to guess an actor, or do you want me to? Do you want me to tell you an actor? No, because literally, I know what movie. I know what movie's on this list, and all I know about it is that it has one actor in the whole film. Give it to me. Robert Redford was in a movie where he stuck at sea on a raft, and it was like he was the only person in the entire film. I forget the name though. Um, it's on the list, but it's not in the top ten. So I'm not gonna buzz you for that, but you're wrong, and I I will still leave my offer there for two hints of actors. All right, go for it. Hit me. Okay. You gotta choose number one, two, or three. What, like, what do you mean? Pick a number. Oh, one, pick a two, number. Three. Oh, two. Leonardo DiCaprio. The Revenant. Yes. Ding oh. ding 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 ding. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Uh, maybe because it was just kind of like one of those movies where, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. All right. You said you were gonna give me two actors. Yes. So I'm gonna pick. go with I'm gonna go with three. Three. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Oh, um, oh, I, I'm looking. I can see the poster in my mind's eye. It's it's a picture. <laughs> it's just his face, mm-hmm. and he's out <laughs> yes. in like the snow. Yes, and he's being chased by wolves. Uh, uh, I for and I've forgotten the name of the film. Uh, oh, uh. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Um, can I, do, do you want another hint? Sure. I can give you a, a very good hint. The name of the film is a color. The gray. There it there is. There it is. Ding All ding right. ding ding ding. Oh, uh, now, dude. That, There's one that more on here rough. that you should know. That list is rough as hell. I know. There's one more on here that is just like. Well, now that you said that, now I'm never gonna guess it. <laughs> this guy's a two-time Oscar winner. I mean, what Kevin Costner? Like a lot of people have won an Oscar twice. <laughs> Waterworld is Waterworld on there. <laughs> that movie sucked. All right. So here 
we oh go. I'm going to count them down from 10 to 1 with the amount of votes they got, okay? All right. And I disagree. I'm going to I'm going to throw in uh I'm going to also throw in number 11 because I think number 11 should be higher. Okay. Number 11 is Lord of the Flies with 204 votes. Oh yeah, definitely should be a Should higher. be higher. Oh yeah. Hey, it's a great book and this is the 1963 movie. It's the good movie, Definitive not the one, one from yeah. the 90s. Yeah. So Lord of the Flies, great movie. Should be higher. And then when we're done with this list, I'm going to give you one that I think should have probably been closer. It should have been one or two. You got But it might be in the list. So the next one, I never even heard of this movie. Who's in it? Who knows? I'm looking that up right now. It's Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins who starred in this movie. It is called The Edge. And The Edge had 215 votes. What? Never even heard of it. Uh... You got this one at number nine. We have the tallest mountain on the planet, Everest, at 233 votes. Okay, yeah, that's a classic. Number eight. Never heard of this movie either, but it's from 1993. And it stars Ethan Hawke. We are talking about the one, the only, Alive. Okay. With 300 votes. Ethan Hawke, interesting. All right. Never even heard of that movie. 93. Alive! Number seven, you got this one. We got our killer star in Liam Neeson and The Grey. And that received 344 votes. Now, going from number seven to number six, we have quite a jump in votes here. Um, the votes more than double what The Grey had. This was a very popular movie. There is a tiger named Richard Parker. And we're talking about The Life of Pi from 2012 with 689. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that is a good movie. It's just like Have you you've seen it? I like that yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very good movie. It's just I like I watched that coming back from London on the plane. That's where I saw that one. Um number 5. You might have heard a little something about this movie called The Jungle with 690 votes. Number four, I've heard of this movie, never knew what is it, what it was about, Did would it not put it in a survival movie, because, again, don't know what it's about, didn't think it was a survival movie, apparently it is, Into the Wild, from 2007, with 2,198 votes. I've heard of it. Why? I don't know that the is plot. not survival. I've not never a seen it. Film. It's not a survival movie. It doesn't look like one. It, it, I mean, he hikes. Is that considered surviving? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Number three. What is this movie from 2017? How did you get an all-star cast of Kate Winslet, Idris Elba, and Bo Bridges and have a movie that has never been heard of? <laughs> called the mountain between us oh i've heard of that i didn't want to watch it because it was like a romantic movie and shit 2282 views i did hear or about votes. that movie though yeah i just uh, i stayed away from that i never heard of that movie number two is an oscar-winning film because an actor lost his voice <laughs> we have the revenant with 2,470 votes. You will never let that go. <laughs> no. I'm not saying he gave a bad performance. I'm saying there were better ones that year. And they gave it to him because they snubbed him in past years. No- All right. <laughs> Number one. How did you not get this? I, surprise he me. is one of the most beloved actors of all time. He's a two-time Oscar winner. 
He is Forrest Gump. And we're talking about Tom Hanks in. Ben, do you oh, have any idea no. of this? Do you have oh, any no. idea what I'm about to say? Cast away. Cast away! Oh, you're so right. And I, I don't. I think it's 3,767 votes. I don't know, man. I just. Maybe it's just because I don't do well on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I love I'm putting the, you on the spot. That's why I do it. I'm the kind of person to go on Family Feud and be the, the freaking weirdo that goes, Naked Grandma! And then <laughs> that's his freaking answer. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> They're just going to be like, really? That's what you want? <laughs> now, let me tell you what the biggest snub of this whole thing is, okay? It might be on a different list. It might be on the list that I would dub Scarred for Life, Deliverance, with John Voight, Burt Reynolds. Like, that is a survival movie if I've ever seen one. Have you seen, you, you've seen Deliverance, haven't you, or of, no? I've heard of Deliverance. No, I know about Deliverance. Um, oh, yeah, no, it's in the Scarred for Life section. That might have been where they put it. Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> it's a incredible movie. I don't need to see it again. There's certain scenes that I'm just like, hmm, that, that was a lot. <laughs> um, I'll have to check it out then. <laughs> all right. So next week we are going to be doing the new Conjuring movie. What what was the name of the new Conjuring movie? I can never remember it. It's The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes. The new Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um. So that's what we're going to be watching next week. You can find that on HBO Max, or you can watch it in theaters. Um, Again, please watch it with us. And by watch it with us, I mean watch the movie, comment, let us know what you thought about it. You can find us on Facebook at Two Guys Podcast. And uh, right there on Facebook, you can also find a link to our website, which has more information, as well as all the different places you can listen to us, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, um, Amazon, etc uh and again let us know what you want us to watch uh this first recommendation was so great uh we're so thankful that we got it because we probably would not have watched it otherwise or it would have taken us a while to get around to it and i'm so glad no, i'm so glad that we watched it because this is now like one of my favorite movies uh and i definitely have to tell more people to watch it uh, for sure. So we, we definitely appreciate whenever you guys get in contact with us. So feel free whenever you want. Email us. Uh, drop us a comment on Facebook. A message on Facebook. You know, Visit our website. Whatever you want to do. Just get in contact with us. Let us know because we look forward to hearing from you. Let us know what you thought of The Jungle if you were able to watch it as well. Yes. And again, thank you Lynn Parkers for suggesting The Jungle. And again... Um, I do want to just kind of also throw out there that our intro music and our our ending music, which is coming up soon, those were both written by uh, Billy Horn. So again, thank you so much for Billy Horn. And you can find him at Billy Horn Music on Facebook or on Spotify. His band is BD in the number two. Heck yeah, Billy Horn. Let's go. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. <laughs>